frontier. Larson, always oh, in. Hendrik Larson! That is sensational! Lambert! What a way to settle it! Nakamura! It's Tom Rogge! This is Celtic Daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notatfaultclaims.com. Welcome to Celtic Daft, your no longer patient only podcast. We're on the main feed now. Um, I'm going to stop saying that for next week because I think people know now we're on the main feed, but. I like to just kind of put it in with we've been upgraded, we get promotions. You just, like talking, you just like talking about feed. <laughs> mate, I love feed. I love getting fed. Mate. I wish somebody who could have fed the strikers some fucking passes today. Hey, hey, listen, listen, this is the intro to the podcast, mate. We'll get on to that. You'll have a chance to vent today because we we are recording just now on Sunday. Um we played our game today. Away to Livingston, um, but we've got two games, so that'll be the second one we talk about. Um, before we, we crack on, obviously, if you're listening to this, thank you very much for listening. Remember to um, kind of rate and subscribe on Apple as well if you can. But, Chris, we've got two games, like I say, to chat about today. First one we're going to start with, midweek, European game. Um, we we sat here last week um, and I said, I think, I think Alkmaar are a better team than Betis, right? And, and you and you laughed at me. Um, we went 2 0 up in this game, mate, after 27 minutes. And I was thinking, I cannot wait for this podcast. Yeah, I swear to God. You see, when it went to 2 0, I was like, he's going to let the piss out of me, man. <laughs> Honestly, like, I wasn't watching it properly the game because I was, I was working at the time. Um, we started quite well, didn't we? Aye, um, I thought we were, I thought we were brilliant for the first. First 20 minutes in the last 20 minutes, or the, the first half an hour in the last 20 minutes, I thought Celtic were excellent. Mm-hmm. However, when it went to 2 nothing, I text my mate and I says, get your mortgage on Celtic getting beat here. Right? So I went to I went to put uh, to buy the dinner, so I went on to just eat, because we were watching the football, we weren't wanting to cook anything, so I went on to just eat. And by the time I had ordered the food, it was fucking three two to them. <laughs> so even I, I wouldn't have put the bet on anyway, but I think it was eighty one or something when we were two and a half up. Could I could I paid the mortgage this month for it, Ryan hey, boy? Do you know me? It's it's one of these ones where we shall think that even though we went two 0 up, you were still never comfortable, were you? You were never thinking at that point, going, all right, you know, sit back, job done. We can kind of see this game out now. Just, just be a bit more professional about it. Um, obviously, obviously, Betis are a decent team, right? There's, they were always going to have a an attacking threat going forward. Mate, but... they had a fucking cunt on the right wing that was older than my dad. <laughs> oh, I mean, I remember, I remember when Jalkin came through originally, and he was the next big thing in Spanish football. And he went, just, he went to Valencia, didn't he? Ah, it just never really materialised, but. Fair play, do you know what I mean? Hack. What can you say? I've just got, I've got no confidence in us against a decent side. No. But do, do you know the, the thing is, man? Like, obviously we're, you know, we're, we're 2-0 up in this game. We get the, the, the first goal through a Yeti. 
which I don't know why I had to go to VAR. It was very clear that it was going to be a goal. Um, then he wins the penalty for us, and I'm thinking, right, okay, here we it go. Um, I would say it was a penalty. It was soft, and he was looking for it. But I think it was it was a penalty. I, I've seen worse going against us before. I know that there wasn't any contact, and he's on a mad sunset flip gimmick. So fair aye. play, you know. Aye. But uh, I thought, I I can I can understand where you're coming from. Mm. Um, it's just a, like I've I've seen it so many times. And if you ever known Celtic as a club or any club at all to make the same mistakes over and over again as many times as Celtic do? Mate, it's only Celtic that I can think of to do this. That's why I was saying that you're never you're never even convinced that you're going to get a win when you go 2-0 up and you're cruising because you're like, we're going to do a Celtic. Unless you're playing somebody like fucking Wraith Rovers or something. You know what I mean? You're fairly confident there, but we'll find it on Thursday, Chris. <laughs> what I was saying a second ago, mate, I don't have any confidence in is even if we do go a couple of goals up against a decent outfit because mm. we're so prone to mistakes at the back, it's unbelievable, honestly. Well, obviously, we got into this, this game we are kind of back for as uh, Ralston, Carter Vicker, Starfelt, and Juranovic. Now, obviously, Juranovic played left-back against Rangers. I wasn't too worried about that because, obviously, Ralston's been playing quite well. Carter Vickers looked decent. Starfelt, going by what you said last week, looked a bit better with Carter Vickers alongside him at the weekend, um, or last weekend it was. Um, and Juranovic, I think, is a decent player. So I wasn't too worried about it. But, you know, we, we do the, the classic Celtic, mate. We lose two goals in, what was that, two minutes, 32 and 34. Well, it's two very, very quick goals, and I'm I'm sitting watching it, going, "What the hell has happened? Like, how can we, how can we do this time and time again? Where we, okay, we've not got the best defenders in the world, we've not got great players, but they should be solid enough to do the basics. But I, I find it really strange how with Celtic the players change over the years, but the problems still remain the same. How do we how do we deal with that? How do we become a team that can actually defend properly against these decent teams? Why is it a manager, mate? The manager has changed so many times over the over the years. The players have changed so many times over the years, yet it seems to just be a Celtic problem as opposed to personnel. But how can we kind of just quite get this right the way that other teams can get it right? If that makes sense. I know exactly what you mean. Um I just don't have an answer to it, <laughs> honestly. But well, she is. You know, there's there's one man that this falls onto, whether whether we want to admit it or not. And understand he's obviously got a very stern philosophy, and he he likes to play a specific way. But when you're Celtic and you've not got like when you look at the teams that he's probably had, you know the the Australian teams and the Japanese teams or the Japanese team. He's probably had the best players available to those clubs because mm. of the size of clubs that they are. You know what I mean? With, with Celtic, I fair enough. Maybe, obviously, we'll get to the Livingston game as well, but uh, it works against lower-level opposition up to a point. And I've, I raised this with you previously as well, Ryan. I worry about teams that sit in because I find that she would well, I touched on a Yeti the last time we done the show. He doesn't offer anything. 
Mm-hmm. He, he really doesn't offer anything. Um, yeah, you can put a ball into the box and he's decent in there. But other than that, he offers no link-up play. He offers nothing whatsoever. He's the final ball. And when you're playing against a team like Livingston, that's not what you need. You need players to come short and create space and behind the defence. You know, and the the way that he, I, or he got the goal, but that's because we were playing against a team that was coming out and, and attacking us. Mm-hmm. And there was space in at the back for him. See, against teams like Livingston that are going to come in and camp inside their own box and teams, to a lesser extent, uh, when we're playing away from home teams like Dundee, teams like, uh, I don't know, fucking Motherwell and stuff like that that are going to sit in and then try and hit us in the counter-attack. That's going to be our kryptonite this season because still that ball over the top is getting is is beating us every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's it's worrying to be honest with you. But like I said, this season's going to be a transitional season for us. You know, um, I don't in any way think that uh, Carter Vickers and Ralston and uh, Stephen Welsh and but I think Juranovic will be a first pick at right back next season. Mm-hmm. I think Starfield could possibly be a starter there, but we desperately need a left back and a commanding centre half. And, you know, it's he's not had enough time to put all the building blocks in place. So, although it's worrying just now, I say that at the start of the season that if we can manage to get through this season, making it a bit closer and then kick on next season, one season another two transfer windows under his belt, mm-hmm. then, you know, we could hopefully we'll see the fruits of his labour, but you don't often get that time in Glasgow, whether it's at Celtic or at Rangers or in any British football, really. Yeah. In fact, any football at all throughout the world now, you don't often get that time when you're at a club that's looking to win all the time. We, we know the result of the game, you know, we, we lose 4 3. We got a, a kind of late goal through Elson as well, which was a, a decent header from a set play, which was baffling to see um, Celtic score from. Um, but you touched on there this kind of falling on, on Ange and his decision making and this. Um, Obviously, it's easy to say that he, he got it wrong, but would you say that he properly did get this one wrong? You know, the way that he kind of set up a team, the way that he handled the game, did you think he just didn't move away from that philosophy that he, he wants to stick to when, when he kind of had to? Oh, aye, because I, I think that his hand was forced a fair bit with Abada being out and, and McGregor being out. We missed Cal McGregor mm-hmm. a lot. Um, so he's... He's had his hand, his hands, his hands been forced, like I said, but Sorrow was a fucking bomb scare on Thursday. Lucky he's in the pitch. And I've said this before as well, he's a red card waiting to happen mm-hmm. in these high-profile matches, whereas today, I thought when he came on, we looked a lot better. Yeah. Because James McCarthy looked as if he'd been fucking rattling the, the jellies or something like that before it, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I've never seen anybody misplace so many passes in my life. But we'll get to that, sorry. I, I know I keep going on here, but because it's so fresh in my memory. No, so. no, it's fine. That's all right. Like we, we said in about this game, for me, it's probably the first time that I, I, will, I will have criticised Ange this season because I think that what I've seen 
to date has been has been good. It's not been great, but it's been a kind of bit of a steady pro- progression. Um, what positives I can take for this? We went away from home in Europe and scored three goals. You know, there's there's goals in the team. You know, at a performance that wasn't particularly great, we still managed to get that. I mean, only Celtic could really go away from home in Europe and score three goals and still lose. But um, for me, look at that. We we normally struggle away from home in Europe anyway. Um, never mind scoring goals. So it's good to see that maybe coming in. But do you think you probably get handled the game a bit better when it went to two 0 Well, that's the thing. It, it, there seems there seems to be no plan B, Ryan. I mean, mm. I, I hope it's not a case that plan B is to plan A better because if you're two nothing up against Betis in Spain, you know it's plan A is working. Mm-hmm. But you know that's when the other team changed their plan A. And then you need to combat that. So they done that. Uh, Pellegrini done that to to great success on Thursday night. Whereas you know, once they change their their uh, tactics, then we need to then change the else to combat that. Mm-hmm. And there doesn't seem to be another plan. And it it kind of what you say to me today that like this is last season all over again with with the Livingston game. When when Lennon had to uh, change it, there was no plan B either. You know, and um, what I would say is, if Lennon, <laughs> no, I'm not even going to bother saying that. Fuck it. Go on, say um, it. Say it. I was going to say if Lennon's team went to nothing up, they would have they would have seen it out. I think. I can't say I agree with that. No, do you not think so? No, I I think what I will say is Lennon's team would never went to nothing up in Spain. I, I know, but what I'm saying is, if they did, if they did, anyway, that's option. But at the end of the day, um, you know what? Like I said, when when Betis change their tactics, we need to have somebody that's, that's got the tactical nous to yeah to then combat that, and we don't have the personnel from to change it. Like I said to you last time, Ryan, I would go three at the back or, or five at the back. You know what I mean? Because then you've got the man over that's covering, you know, so... Uh, I, I think, see, one of the biggest things, mate, that, that I had a problem with in this game um, midweek, and it's probably the first time I've really paid attention to it because it's just after the, the transfer window and the players have lost and the players have brought in, right? But obviously we know the, the starting lineup. but our bench going into this game was Stephen Wells, Liam Shaw, James McCarthy, um, Erigidi, Dane Murray, Ewan Henderson, and Liam Scales, minus the goalies, obviously, Barkas and Ben. But there's absolutely no game changers on that bench there for me. Every, you know, sing, every single one of them's defensive minded. Aye, exactly. But no, but when you look at it, that should then fit as in good stead to then shore up the defence once we go two and a half up. Yeah, which is fine. But I mean, overall, when the game wasn't going our way, we had absolutely nobody there that could change that for us. We had nobody yeah. that can come on and take that game with a scuff in the neck and, and try and help us through it. We made one sub, which is James McCarthy, come on for, for Sorrow, right? That's the only sub that we could have made because it's the only person that has got any kind of, I'm going to say, can I, you said that I can attacking progressing them, you know, the SMR are very, very defensive. Um, even then McCarthy is relatively defensive himself. But um 
I think she coming off of this transfer window, mate, the biggest issue I think people have got with with the board and with the Celtic team is the the obvious downsizing that we've done recently. You know, we we've got rid of some really, really good players over the past couple of years and we've replaced them with nobody. You know, I, I said to one of my pals today, you know, we've lost Christy, Edward, and Ayer and replaced them with nobody. And he was like, Oh well, we've replaced um we've replaced Ayer and we've replaced Edward, but we haven't replaced Christy. I'm like who have we replaced Edward with? We've not replaced Edward with anybody. We've only replaced Edward with a body in, in the building. But we haven't replaced him with any similar quality or anywhere near the same quality. I know he's injured, but you've not forgot about Hugo, have you? Different position. I mean, like a kind of out-and-out striker type type player. Sorry, aye. Okay, we've got Hugo, but I was more thinking along the lines of um, Giacomacchus you, the, as your kind of focal point striker. Is, is well, you, know, mate, you know, you need to let that guy get a few games under his belt, but I, I understand the point you're making, but I think your mate's pretty accurate with the fact that the one player that we've let go that we've not we've not brought in a replacement for that could go straight into the first team is Christy. You know, because like um he was Christie's a variable because he, he can play in so many different positions and He's a unbelievable goal creator. Like, see when you, all right, he had a bad season last season where every time he got the ball, he was trying to fucking score. No. Right, but when you look at the amount of assists that he's had for Celtic, I mean, I think it was two seasons ago he had twenty goals and over twenty goals and over twenty assists over the season. You know, I mean, that's forty goal involvements for one guy. Aye. So you need to. You need to, like, when you lose a player that's that's bringing that much to the team, it's going to take time to replace them. So, like I said, it might take until January. But if I'm if I'm uh, Celtic and if I'm Ange Postecoglou, I'm looking into the Japanese market because for me, Furuhashi when he's going through the middle looks miles better than anything else that we've got in our squad. Mm-hmm. But miles ahead of it. Yeah. So we maybe just need to have a wee look into who was supplying him with all his goals last season in Japan. And, <laughs> and Esther. <laughs> okay, I forgot about <laughs> I mean, that'd be an interesting one. It'd be interesting to see, because obviously that's the market that I think Ange would have most knowledge of recently anyway, of the players that I played there, because he's obviously played against the majority of them. Um, so no, it'd be interesting to see, but... Um, right, we'll go. We'll move on for that game. Maybe before we do that, we'll get your your Celtic rated and your Celtic dafty for this game um, midweek. So, who are you going to go for your, your Celtic rated? Mate? My Celtic rated for. Uh, I'll go for Jota. I thought Jota was excellent. Okay, and what about your your dafty then? Uh, Sorrow. Fair, fair point, fair point. All right, we'll move on then to today. So Sunday, um, we were away to the Tony Macaroni, mate. We were away to play Livingston, one of the worst grounds, I think, that that we go to because it's never just simple when we go to Livingston. It's never just turn up, get a victory, you leave. There's always some sort of drama. There's always a last-minute equaliser. There's a defeat there. You know, I, I don't have the stats for it in front of me, but I'd be interested to know how many times you've won there. We've not won for, I guess like 28 months or something like that. 
um, maybe I, I don't know. I might be wrong. It might be eighteen months, but even at that, you know, it's, I think that covers. We've not won for like five games. Yeah, that's which which isn't good enough. Which isn't good enough. So we get to this game. Um, took a few wee notes to make before I get fed up. Um, we started quite well. And this one, we, we had a bit of kind of attacking threat to us. Um, won that free kick fairly early on. Um, decent shot for, for Turnbull, say, by the keeper. Um, how would you kind of sum up this game, mate? Because, you know, obviously we know, we know the score, right? We could beat 1-0. It was a smashing grab, Ryan. We, we pounded them for the full 90 minutes. They had the two clearest chances, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, they scored one of them, which was a fucking absolute belter of a finish for the boys, shinny. Right. You have to say, Welsh didn't cover himself in glory for it, right? But, you know, um, it's an absolute cracking goal that they scored. And then in the later on, they've had a header for about eight yards out. And I don't know how the fuck Joe Hart saved it, but he did. Mate, the, the only reason Joe Hart saved that is because it was right at him. And he just had a reaction to put his arm up. You know, and they said in commentary, either side of the goalie that's in, he's not moving. It's a, it's a great save, though, because a lot of goalies maybe would have seen the connection coming and dived out the way, kind of thing, you know, mm. like expecting it to go elsewhere. But um, I thought, apart from that, I thought Celtic were by far the better team, but we just did not have that cutting edge. And that's down to, that's down to the man that's playing up front, you know. Um, yeah. So, We'll, we'll, we'll talk he about him. He as well. Aye. Well, I, I wanted to talk about his performance. Um, obviously, Ayeti starting uh, up top through the middle. Um, it's something that we've criticised a bit on this this podcast recently, but I always had the... I bet he scored, though. He scored a couple of goals. You know, he's had a good pre-season, but he scored a few goals. He scored a couple last week as well, despite not playing well. I think today... I didn't. I forgot he was on the pitch for the majority of the game, mate. You know, like you said, there had a couple. Of, he had a couple of chances. I think Soro played one through to him late on. That he took well, turned and had a shot, and it was a cracking save for the goalie. But what's the what's the problem with Ayeti? Because he doesn't seem to have any presence for playing up top for us, does he? You know, he is an all round. He's a diving bastard, and I know. <laughs> That honestly, I know that I fear enough if he gets a penalty here and then now and again, but he, he offers nothing mm-hmm. and he, he dives at times when he doesn't have to. And if it gets on my nerves, but um, I just, I, I, like I said the last time on the show, Ryan, he's no, he's no good enough, mate. He's, he's definitely not good enough. And if we have got any sort of ambition to have a go at winning this week this year, we need to have all our players fully fit. And if all our players are fully fit, then I yet it doesn't get near that first team. No. So And I, I think we know that anyway. We know we know who our number one choice is up front. You know, it is he'll go when he's fit. Um I yet he wouldn't be anywhere near that team if we had our say about it. Hopefully, like we said, we have it big Jack Marcus, hopefully he's he's decent and he can be a good kind of backup to Kyogo as well, which means I it doesn't get anywhere near the team. But um, see when we when I texted you today, mate, and I said to you, this kind of stinks. Our last season, that performance, you know, it was it was Celtic button, you know, eleven men behind the ball, you know, finding a way to break them down. No, kind of, no kind of backup plan for when you can't break them down. It was very much 
good in the wings, try and put a cross in, see what happens. The crosses were horrendous. I get he was attacking the ball. Like I don't I I see I disagree. I think a lot of the balls into the box were brilliant balls into the box. There was just nobody there. Like, aye, sorry. Aye, that's what I meant. Sorry, I, I didn't mean I didn't mean terrible balls. I just meant they were like to nobody. There was nobody there for them. You know, it was a, a decent ball in, but we didn't have any presence in the box. You know, it was exactly. it, it was almost like that was the plan. It was just okay, it's not working. Beckham down through the middle. You know, we know what Turnbull's like. He likes to kind of one two through the box, have a dig. He was doing that day. What I need to say, see when we're playing teams like that, are going to sit in. Why are we not hitting shots for distance? Well, aye, exactly. And, you know, and it's, it's like obvious that we're not going to be able to break down that that fucking eight man wall that they've got in front of the box. Aye. Um, in fact, sometimes a ten man wall uh, that they've got in front of their box and have shots for distance mm-hmm. because that goalie didn't look as if he was very comfortable at time at times. No, there was there was a, a couple of chances that that we had as well that he kind of spilled, but again. Mm-hmm. Nobody there to pick it up. What's uh, what was your thoughts on on Tom Rogic today, mate? I know we had a bit of discussion about that earlier on. You had been saying that you are you love watching him playing football, but recently I think he's been he's been flattered to deceive. To be honest with you, I think he, there was a lot of times a day when he could have shot right and and another, and there was his decision making is really really poor. Uh, he's really poor. I mean, he's not the same player he was a few years ago, but nobody, you know, nobody is going to criticise him for that because he, he missed a lot of football last season. Mm-hmm. Right? But like, there was times when he was coming in and there was one specific moment. It was in the second half, I think, and he's running in and it reminded me he's got Ibrox. seen one where he got the ball and he, he ran and he... He curled it round the defender mm-hmm. and into the, into the far corner of the net. There was one like that, and he just kept going and kept going and kept going. And I'm thinking the whole time I'm saying, just shoot, fucking shoot, shoot, yeah. shoot. And he's he's suffering for a wee bit of the Edwards, if you if you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Do you know what I mean? Keep it so I, Don't get me wrong, I love Tom Rogic. I think he's the one, well, we've got Turnbull and McGregor as well, but he's the one... Since Christie's left, it's probably most likely to see that final pass, maybe with the exception of Car- uh, Carter Vickers now for some fucking reason. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, it's, it seems as if he's going against his own instincts. And it's, I know you love him, mate, and I, I do love him as well, but I just think that he's, a lot of people have been praising him recently, but I kind of think he's been flattered to deceive a wee bit. No, do you know? I do. I'm a big fan of Tom Rogic. I do like it when he's when he's on form. Last season, he was obviously hopeless whenever he whenever he played. This season, I think he's shown kind of glimpses of of what he can do and what he was like before. Um, but I, I agree with you in the sense that he, he still seems to be lacking a little a little something there. But I think he seems to be the only guy that's taking the ball for us just now and actually trying to make something happen. You know, whether his final ball is, is there or not just now, up for debate. But I think he, he has shown kind of signs of what he can do and hopefully that's kind of starting to come out a little bit more in, in him just now. Um, I d- I've never done this before, but I'd be actually tempted to know what people thought on on Tom Rogic, even if he can tweet us or something like that at Football Daft. Just let us know your thoughts if you listen to this and, and see how it goes. And we can even discuss that more next week. 
so going forward then, mate, obviously we've we've lost today again. Um, that's three defeats now, all three away from home in the league. Um, we're two away from the same amount we lost last season um, overall in the, in the horrendous year that we had. Are you are you worried for this season? I know you've said before that you're no you're not expecting anything this year, but are the results starting to kind of worry you a bit now that we're, we're six games in in the league? My patience is starting to wear thin. Like I said, it's it's going to be transitional. I th- do I think Andrew's the right man for the job? I do. I do think he is the right man for the job. Um, but we need to get behind him and give him the resources he needs to do the job properly. And if you look at, and I know it's going to sound ridiculous, right, but if you look at his first season in Japan, didn't he cover his ceremony next season, won the league out of the park. Mm-hmm. So it's, you need to, it's fucking, because we, because of the importance of this season now, you know, it's, it is a wee bit worrying, but when you look at the table, I already right, we're sitting sixth in the table, right? We've won three, lost three. We've not drawn any, but we're only four points behind. Yeah. So, you know, it's I, I still think that we'll be there or thereabouts at the end of the season. Just having a, a, a wee look at the table just now, mate, like you say, so we're, we're sitting sixth. We're four points behind, behind Rangers. Um, every team bar them above us have won... Won three Rangers have won four, and quite a lot draws. You know. Also, if you look at the Dundee United, who are directly above us, right? Mm-hmm. They're above us with ten points. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, yep. They've only scored three goals. But they're certainly a goal difference. I mean, it's one. Exactly. So. Um, you know. And to be fair, we're we're certainly a goal difference of twelve. You know, Rangers and Hibs both of six in their top of the table. So um, what I was going to say when I was asking if you were worried about this season so far is that I'm I'm not. I'm seeing enough in this team just now that I think it's still close enough just now. It's not a bit it's not a runaway, you know, at all. We've seen Rangers slip up today as well. So they're not they're not firing in all cylinders like they were last season, which arguably makes it a bit more frustrating that we can capitalise on that. But Obviously, we're going through this kind of transition season just now. As you say, still quite close. I'm seeing signs that we can, we can do it this year. I'm not, I'm not counting as it. You know, I still have the kind of belief that we'll all be able to win the league this year. If, like you said earlier on, we can get people back and fire on all cylinders, get Keogh go back, get McGregor back. Hopefully, Jota keeps his form up. Abada, we never even mentioned Abada today. I thought he was, he disappeared for ninety minutes. You know. I, 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 Forgot he was on the pitch for the majority of the game, um. But he's shown signs what he can do as well. So hopefully getting guys going, Turnbull, Rogic, these kind of guys as well playing sort of that back line, you know. Because I think that the players we've got there are are decent. You know, we've obviously got Carter Vickers who I think is decent. We've got Welsh who had a bit of a rope game today, but it's still played quite well so far. Starfelt has seemed to be coming onto a game. We've got two guys at right back now that are playing decent. Um, left back still a bit suspect, but um, we'll see what happens with that one over the, the next few weeks anyway. They played that new signing at left back today, that Belgian boy. Anyway, we're not talking about him. I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, to be fair, I totally forgot about that. Um, what was your, we'll, we'll heart back a little bit. What was your thoughts seeing that one, Bolly coming back into the squad? 
Yeah, I thought he was one of the better players on the pitch today, to be honest with you. I really did. He never had, which is uh, more than can be said for certain players that were on the part, part mm-hmm. of the day. So, you know, and he seems as if he knows the system, which obviously he'll have been training with the players as well, but he... I just I thought it was I thought it was pretty good today, Brian. To be honest with you, one of my my mates said today that um, Bolly fits the Ange system. Would you Aye. would you go along with it? I said that to you weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Remember, I said that, like he's he probably fits into that system better than than what we've got there uh, just now. So I don't see any reason why, I, especially with what's happened with. Covid and stuff like that, and loads of other players. Why he shouldn't be allowed to dry just because he was the first one to do it? Yeah. So, you know, give him a bash. Why not? What's what's the worst that can happen? No, quite right. I I thought he played he played well today as well. So, um, interesting to see how how he does. You know, over a few a few games of it's just one of these kind of flash in the pan ones. But, um, right, we will get your your rated and your dafty for this game as well, mate. Who are you going to go for rated? Rated, um, I'll go for. Fuck, there wasn't many standouts. I'll go for. Fuck, I'll go for Carter Vickers again because I thought some of the, the passes that he played were, were tremendous, man. I really did. He's been coming out for the back as well. He's strong. He's, he's fast as well, which I didn't uh, think that he would have been. But mm-hmm. um, his eye for a pass is incredible. So. Mm-hmm. Decent eye for a pass and uh, a bullet a right foot on him as well. Aye, no half. Um, and the wee guy in the stand nearly get decapitated. He was ready to celebrate. He's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> he's he taken clean <laughs> off. Um, right, Dafty then, who are you going for? James McCarthy. He was fucking atrocious. Uh, do you know, we, we never actually discussed his performance in detail today, but I, I don't really think there's much to discuss in it. I think it's just a... It's a bit of a useless transfer that they've made. Like you said to me, they've gave him a four-year contract. I don't really understand how he warrants a four-year contract. One at his age and two with the form that he was in before he came here. Um, it seems to be one of these ones that they just wanted to get because he's Irish and he's a Celtic fan. And it's been linked for years. And they he's Irish as me and you, mate. Well, exactly. Oh, sorry. He plays for Ireland then. You know what I mean? Like They just wanted to have that signing because he's, he's one of our own, thinking it would get them some brownie points with the fans. Turns out the fans weren't happy about it at all. Well, they haven't fucking learned for Duffy. Yeah? Well, exactly. Exactly, mate. So, that less said about him, the better. Um, we'll see what happens with him over the coming weeks if he, if he comes on to a game. I highly doubt it, but I'll be happy to eat my words if he does, mate, like I always, I always do. It's Nakamura. It's so that's all for this episode of Celtic Daft. Remember to keep listening. If you want to become a pundit as well, look out for the post on Patreon. Get signed up there. Football Daft Patreon. Just do a research for it. Sign up. Give your money. Come on here and talk to us, Alec. Um, Chris, you'll be back on the main show with Grado and Stephen hopefully this week. Aye. I will be. Well, Stephen, there's a chance Stephen will not be there again because it's basically he's got hundreds of shit going on and now he's moving house and stuff like that. So, he might not be on now, but that's all right. That makes an easier shift for me anyway. Fuck it. <laughs> well, in the meantime, please continue to listen, rate and subscribe on, on Apple or wherever you get a podcast. But until next time, Chris. Hell, hell. Audio. 
Frontier. <laughs>